Bushin Ritchie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, just got a bit quick tech question to ask before we get going on this. Um, you know when you open your phone up to, to take a photo of something or to put something on social media and you've got to use yep. the camera bit, does it always yep. start with the camera pointing back at you at the moment? I've just done it, and, and no, it's not. Um, however, I'm going gonna, gonna to persevere with this. If I now turn it onto the camera facing back at me, oh, I look tired. It's uh, the right, same now, with me, man. kids isn't it it's kids i'm gonna lock it and now i'm gonna open it back up hang on why is it doing that now i'm gonna lock it put it back on ah yeah you see it opens back up for me on what you last had it on well this is the thing i think there should be something to do in this these times at the moment where with all best will in the world everyone's letting their standards slip a little bit because of tiredness, not getting out of the house, can't go to the shops or anything like that. I mean, I look horrendous at the moment. And the worst thing is, every time I open my phone to do anything and, and you, you go to social media and you want to post something, the camera, particularly with Instagram, the camera always stares right back at that. You know that double chin thing you get when you've got the camera from below you and looking up? It's awful. It's like, you know, that people do those tweets about the last thing you, you, your um, microwave curry sees as you peer into the microwave. It's like that. It's absolutely humiliating. I hate it. Despite the fact it is a particularly glum and honest opening to this episode of Home Time, it will pick up. Day five of potty training uh, of our uh, toddler Rocco, uh, and it's it's made me think that maybe we should all have reward systems going on in our life. Let me explain. Uh, every time he successfully visits the potty and there's no accident, he gets a little bit of a chocolate button. That's the uh, reward system that uh, uh, we're using. And day five, it's it's going okay, uh, but at the moment there's always little shards of chocolate button on the side in the kitchen from uh, a previous trip to the potty <laughs> yes yeah little shards of chocolate buttons that's exactly what you'd want it to be and not something else um but i keep seeing the bush and i, I like I think, oh little nibble for me there i'll have that one thank you very much no one needs yeah. no and it made me think maybe i would perform better in this household uh, perform all my duties and roles if i was given a little bit of a chocolate button every time something needed doing for example training me to actually not leave washing up in the bowl uh, to actually get yes. it all done rather than sit sit leaving stagnating i know that is the thing that i do in this house that rubs my wife up the wrong way so if she was to say to me look after dinner if you actually get that washing up done little chocolate button for you i reckon it would solve everything well, I mean, we're ages into lockdown now. Was this lockdown three? Let's be honest, people are starting to get on each other's nerves. We've been getting on each other's nerves for ages if you're cooped up in the house with someone. And the little things that previously you might have been out of the house for and not noticed and it didn't bother you, I think they're probably starting to grate on you now. So I think you're right, a treat or chocolate-based system would be a great smokescreen for rewarding someone to stop doing something that winds you up and then you alleviate the problem without having like a, a conflict about it. So in our house here, um, I would offer my other half, Katie, a chocolate button every time she puts her contact lens cases that she's just used (laughs) not uh, on the shelf right by the mirror where she put them in but actually in the bin which is three paces away you know just something like that (laughs) don't want to get into an argument but just something like that Bush, seriously, uh, and everybody, I honestly reckon it would work. I've seen dramatic results. Five days ago, this lad, he's doing everything in an appy. 
Five days on, chocolate buttons, it's all going great guns, potty, all sorts. Dean, for example, says, if I feed the cat, I should be given a beer. I think this works well, Dean. Happy cat, happy Dean. Who loses? There's concern there, though. I think cat eats maybe three times a day, something like that. But Dean's going to be off his head at this rate. That's, <laughs> that's the going rate for just feeding the damn thing. Um <laughs> Can I chuck another one in? I don't want to don't want to yes. you know, make too many uh, treat-based rules here in our house, but it, it, it is helping and it will help. Another rule I'd like to put in is uh, someone gets rewarded with, again, let's just say chocolate button for argument's sake. If they yeah. come and talk to me in the room that I'm in, rather than talk to me in two rooms down or, or downstairs, and I've got no way of hearing that, I'm going to have to go downstairs and find out what they're talking about. Anyone else get talked at from a different room where you've got no chance of hearing it? Chocolate button on it. Uh, yeah, I think I think that could work. I could see results in that. Talk to in, in a different room, particularly when, say, for example, when the the, the washing machine's on uh, loudly, uh, yeah. or uh, I don't know, you got you got you got uh, the hobs going and uh, the the extractor in the kitchen, but you're expected to hear. And then what you end up doing is you move from the room that you're in to go to the person that's talking to you, and dinner gets ruined. And but I I, I think you're right, Bush. I think it could work. Well, do you know what? I, if this is going to work, this whole situation, and I believe it will work, what people need to do tonight is get on Amazon, get yourself a little bum bag like a zookeeper and keep little <laughs> chocolate treats and that in there. Just constantly breaking little bits of biscuit bar off and giving them to people and saying, well done. Do you know what I mean? Rub, rubbing the top of their heads. Uh, Dave, uh, who is it for you? Definitely, mate. Uh, my partner, Debbie, she's got this canny knack of when she's uh, taking the jeans off. She manages to tangle her knickers up in it and she just, it's like she, she's doing the river dance to actually get them off. It's, and then I've got to pick them up and then part of the uh, fed items when I'm doing the washing up. And it's, uh, yeah, I'd love to change that. Definitely worth so a few uh, chalky buttons for that one, I think. So you reckon that she does something akin to the river dance when she's uh, t- removing oh, yeah, the lower half of yeah. her clothes and that makes yes. it a pain in the neck yeah. for you doing the washing? Yes, mate. I and it's well, it's, it's something to do with the actual pattern of said items. It's uh, it's not the pleasant task, is it really? Well, Dave, I mean, what we what we would advise uh, is that you go ahead with this system and then uh, get back in touch with us tomorrow and let let, let us know how it goes. <laughs> right. Okay. I will do. Yeah. Definitely. Well, and one one other thing, Dave. I mean, I would say this is a serious incident because. You know, we've got Valentine's Day fast approaching. It's not great for the allure of, of uh, the mystique of romance, is it, to have to untangle something like that? <laughs> no, it isn't right now. Uh, no. Definitely puts a damper on the whole proceeding. <laughs> Without shadow of a doubt. Time to get back into the no-repeat guarantee, I believe. <laughs> All right, cheers, Matt. Kat says, guys, we are also using a chocolate reward to train our daughter to use the potty. It's working a treat. However, my partner could do with one every time he puts the bathroom towel back on the rail rather than leaving it thrown haphazardly next to the sink. Uh, Kat's annoyed. Uh, We do believe that the system would work for you, Kat, if there's someone in your household that could benefit from being given a little chocolate button uh, as an incentive to get the things done that they don't get done who is it and what do they need to do better i love this because it's a really kind of nice veiled and fun and knockabout way uh safe way of having a go at someone that you live with without getting in trouble about it <laughs> katie todd says 
Uh, I would like to reward my hubby for leaving the microwave door open after use. It's above the kitchen unit and I always walk into it. So hopefully after a chocolate treat, he'd close it again. And Ness says, I'd like to use the treat-based system to reward my soon-to-be 16-year-old son uh, to encourage him to not leave wrappers everywhere and maybe take plates and cups into the kitchen once in a while. <laughs> uh, Alan Jones has emailed to say to stop my missus sweeping through the living room to the kitchen and leaving the mess by the bin which is in front of a radiator on top of which is a dustpan and brush I'd use chocolate <laughs> treats for that well done Alan <laughs> Love it. okay let's see who the uh, the next household is that's uh, going to take up the uh, the home time scheme uh, Ali uh, what's going on in your household I've got three boys plus my husband um, but Nine months of lockdown, I still haven't found two peas on the seat, so <laughs> I'm just so wondering if I could... Your lads aren't uh, teenagers. Yeah, there's two teenagers, a 10-year-old that... and my husband. I think it's my husband, though. <laughs> How do you deal with that, then, as a family? What have you been doing? You've been trying to work out who it is, like uh, Poirot? Yeah, yeah, so I just go after... He doesn't go to the bathroom. I just go in with my auntie back wife <laughs> and wipe everywhere. Yeah. And then it, all, all they hear me saying for nine months is, who's peed on the seat and who's peed on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see ITV commission an episode of Poirot where David Suchet is going around with that curly moustache actually trying to work out who's committing bathroom crimes. Oh, well, well, I'll, well as a mama boy, I'll be there. I'll tell you, I'll do the job. Listener Drew has sent this into Richie and I last night and we have to tell you about it right now. Here's what he says. He says, lads, what is the protocol for neighbours on my road still having their Christmas lights up. Bearing in mind, it's the end of January. He adds, joking or I'm not too sure, actually you look at his photo, maybe he's not joking. He says, do I cut their power supply or take them out one bulb at a time? Many thanks, Drew. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, first off, we have wow. to recognise it. It's January the 6th, isn't it? Normally 12th night. So we are talking anything that's up now is, is way past that. Yeah, and the photo of his street is taken in the darkness, obviously. There's about seven or eight houses on his street that have still got their Christmas lights up. Now, uh, a couple of people have been suggesting that we should have a Christmas light protocol, a CLP. That might be a yeah. thing we might need to get into. I just didn't expect people to still have their Christmas lights up by now. Um, is, there, is there a tradition that we're missing here that might be a thing? I don't know. I mean, this is the kind of show that normally would have, you know, a strong ruling on this. And I understand why he's come to us on it. This may not be the kind of thing you're expecting to hear from me. But I must admit, there were a couple of people down our road that, that went past the January the 6th traditional deadline. And because of how challenging life is at the moment, I've got to be honest, I was quite enjoying a little bit of extra light in the evening. Really? See, I don't know. There's something for me about seeing Christmas lights still out or seeing one of them, you know, Santas that are climbing the wall that's long since deflated like an old balloon, uh, a party from two weeks past that's still stuck to the side of the wall. It's something a bit, it feels a bit tragic to me. I feel like we need to, you know, draw a line under it and move on. Do you know what I mean? Let's find out where the home time ruling is, uh, because I think I think what we're saying is it's 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 a hung parliament at the moment. We're it not we're, we're not quite sure. Uh, the governing body can't decide. Mark in Chepstow, he says the Queen 
keeps her decorations up until February the 2nd. It is called something, uh, but I can't remember what. Uh, Let's see if Simon is the person to put a little bit more flesh on the bones here. Simon, what do you know? Yeah, there's um, the Feast of Candlemas, or the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus. It falls on the 40th day of Epiphany, which is 12th day. Um, And it Apparently, um, I did Google this, I will admit, but I had heard of it. Uh, that falls on the 2nd of February, and some wow. countries use that as the end of Christmas. I've never heard of this before in my life, Candlemas. Uh, in terms of the nativity scene, obviously, Jesus and Mary and Joseph and that are in the barn, they have, the, the, the baby arrives, all that kind of... How does that fit in? What, how does it fit into the story, Candlemas? I believe it's the, the presentation of Jesus is when he goes effectively to the church and what you would call these days baptised. Um, he wouldn't have had water poured over his head, I'm sure, but it would have been presented to the people of the place that he lives. Gotcha, gotcha. So this could be why, uh, being that not many have heard of it, this could be why that some people have kept their lights up just that little bit longer. Yeah, and I will admit I am one of them, but that's more because um, I just think it's cheerful in these times. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's the point Richie was making earlier on, that maybe people just need cheering up a little bit to keep them on a little bit longer, and that doesn't hurt anyone, I guess. Yeah. Claire says, uh, my dad's solar lights in his garden are lighting up. I don't see that this is any different. Interesting <laughs> point. Uh, Matt says, the amount of people saying keep the lights on is illuminating. Hmm. Oh, honestly, write his name down. Watch him. Uh, Sarah Moody says, perhaps they're Nordic who like keeping fairy lights up until the long winter nights pass. I still have my stars up. Very good point. A few people mentioned that. And Debbie Price says, well, Christmas starts earlier and earlier each year, so maybe this person is starting getting ready now. There's Easter eggs already in Asda. Uh, Claire's got one to do with uh, a town up north. What is it, Claire? Oh, it's it's Hoylake. They, they have a big show on every year, and it's on for... Um, quite a few months afterwards. Okay, so at Hoylake, it's okay in Hoylake to have Christmas lights up for as long as you damn want, and that's that's a good thing, I guess. Yes, they do every year. Yeah. Okay, so so maybe maybe listener Drew's neighbours are trying to get in with the Hoylake crowd and just keep the yeah, Christmas lights be. up for as long as they want. Yeah, could be, could be a competition. Maybe they've done a lovely um, rainbow light Christmas tree outside the cottage hospital. Wow, that's nice. I'm detecting uh, a little accent that says that you could be from Hoylake yourself. Uh, nearby. Very cagey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am after what goes time. What goes on in Hoylake stays in Hoylake, I've heard. Well, what goes on on the Wirral stays on the Wirral. <laughs> you ain't denying it. <laughs> We're head-to-head with our friends at breakfast right now, uh, the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, and Bush and I here on Home Time are both creating Valentine's cards. You will be able to vote for the winner and to be in with a chance of winning £2,000, a bouquet of flowers and a signed card from the winning team. It's all thanks to Thoughtful.com. Last night on the show, we were asking you for your help uh, to make some suggestions as to what kind of home time related Valentine's card we could design. Uh, we're going to be speaking to one of the top designers at Thoughtful on this show in this hour. So hopefully we're going to get some good advice down the line. But you guys have been sending in brilliant ideas overnight, which is brilliant. Neil says, what about this? Roses are red, violets are blue. I feel sorry for Katie and Natalie too, bringing our partners into that. And 
slagging us off there. Thanks very much for that. Brownie says, I'm not sure on the front of it yet, but the verse could read, I absolutely love you. I'll let you bake my bacon. I want to spend home time with you, all others forsaken. When it's time for home, I'm in such a rush to get home to you and your lovely bush and Richie tea towel. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Um, there's no name attached to this text uh, that came in. Uh, the card should say, you're an absolute stunner. Can't wait to see you at home time. And there's a picture yeah. of the two of you looking at each other across the studio. I like that. Um, and then a compelling suggestion. And we have to say, there were quite a few that came in like this. And it's what we will discuss next. Hey, Bush and Richie, does delivering in Chester here. How about Roy Pak Choi with a nice bunch? of roses or a box of chocolates now he was the character that we all kind of created together when we were putting together the home time show christmas ad and he went down so well with you the home time audience that i don't know maybe it's time to bring back roy pak Choi. Well, I mean, look, there's the demand and the love for for Roy, which is which is great, and and we're we're all heartened to see that. But as Bush says, it's not necessarily a traditional item. Uh, let's remind ourselves about a pak choy. Uh, Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge, uh, says it's a type of Chinese cabbage uh, with green leaf blades and a bulbous bottom. Um, as the creator and uh, artist of uh, Roy pak choy, Bush, is there anything you think you could do with green leaf blades and a bulbous bottom for a valentine's card he could twerk (laughs) (laughs) what about that please let that be so (laughs) so there you have it we are going to be going with a roy pak choy based valentine's card Uh, luckily though we've managed to uh get some proper official professional help to try and help us uh, edge out the Dave Berry Breakfast Show and win this card wars that we've got going on here. Uh, we could, we're lucky enough to speak to the brilliant Jess from Thoughtful. She's one of the card creators there, one of the illustrators. Jess, good to have you on Home Time. What do you think of this idea of us using a Pak Choi, an animated kind of Pak Choi as the character in a Valentine's card? Yeah, I think it sounds great. I think it will appeal to a lot of people as well. So it sounds like a good choice. I hope you're being genuine here, Jess, and uh, you aren't sending us down some uh, dark alley because uh, it's it's less of a threat for for people to go and get your own cards. <laughs> no, definitely not. I wouldn't do that to you. I mean, we're we're asking people this evening, uh, Jess, for what posi- what positions a terrible phrase. I won't use position in, in in the context of Valentine's Day. I mean, like, what could Roy Pak Choi be doing in a Valentine's Day type situation? Uh, and that's, the, I guess, what would end up on the card. Obviously, this is this is your line of work. Valentine's, when you're doing and designing cards for Valentine's Day. Anything, any starter ideas that could put Richie and I in the right direction? Um, uh, I think you've obviously got, like, a good idea, which is a great starting point. Um, and think about who really you're designing it for. Who's going to want a Roy Patchoy card? Um, and make sure it's nice and colourful because then it stands out. Um, yeah. and have like a good um, like a caption to go along with it that people might like laugh at or find funny or identify with so yeah I'm actually looking at uh, at some of your cards here you're the uh, you're called the cake thief on thoughtful um, yeah. and um, using everything that you've just said there I, I, there's one that's making me laugh I'm not a Manchester United fan but I'm seeing a, a picture of uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer with his with his thumb raised up there's hearts in the background and it's saying you're the yeah. Ollie one for me I like that obviously you've picked an audience there of one of the biggest football clubs in the world 
Exactly, that's it. I designed that one originally for my boyfriend, so that was the intended recipient. It just happens that loads of other people love it too, so that was good. That's amazing. And the good thing about um, Thoughtful is that you know they're they're brilliant for the illustrators and stuff like that. The people who are creating the cards, they're really good. You know, they're good to you guys, and it's a great way to get a platform to go and get your designs out there. Definitely. When you are yep. thinking of of a card for a particular thing, whether it's Christmas or Valentine's, like in this case, uh, are there any like golden rules? Would you say? Try not to be offensive. I think some things um, obviously can be offensive and funny, but I think it appeals to a broader audience if you can be nice. <laughs> I think that goes like saying. Okay, cool. Well, I I, I think um, I, taking all this on board, mm. uh, I can't. I'm, I, I speak for myself here, but I, I I'm fully confident that we still press ahead, Bush, with a Pak Choi related Valentine's Day card. I've I've not heard anything that Jess has said that's made me steer away from that idea. The only the only one further question I'd like to ask Jess, and I don't know if this adds too much onto the price of producing the card, but uh, we're both big fans of googly eyes. Uh, if we got googly eyes stuck on the front of Roy Pak Choi, I think that might possibly clinch it. Would that be to be on the pale? I think it might be a little bit. You'd have to check with thoughtful. Okay, all right, all right. No, okay. Sorry, can't guys. win them all. Can't win them all. Uh, we'll right. check out Jess's fantastic uh, illustrations. Uh, like I say, one of the designers at Thoughtful. Check out The Cake Thief right there now. And Jess, thank you so much for all your brilliant advice. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks and good luck. Hope you win. I don't want to go on about any more tech stuff. All right, because start, on, we I'm started the podcast. Was, there's one other thing, right? There's one other thing. So I hate the way the cameras look back at your double chins when you open up Instagram. Hate that. Also, and this this goes back to when you, when you remember back in the day when you and I used to watch uh, stuff on our tablets or phones when you're going into work on the train. Do you remember those good times? Oh, yeah. Trains. Yeah, Get, I remember them. Trains. You remember them? You used to go through stuff on Netflix and have your own little box set that you're working your way through. Whenever it went dark as the the the, the program was loading up on Netflix. You always get that reflection in the mirror of the underneath of your double chins whilst you're watching the telly. And I hate that as well. Can they fix that? Yes. Next, the, the next uh, raft of designs uh, from, uh, from your Apples and your Sonys and all them lot. Yeah. They need to work on that. Non-glare reflective screens, please. Chin gone. Let's call it Chin God. You've been listening to the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to the Home Time Show. The, the last, last bit, bit of the, the no-repeat guarantee. guarantee. Soon may your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. In the Home Time Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon may your tea will come, you can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel.